Hey everyone, this is Kira from KiraWilliamsFitness.com and today we have functional dietitian Emily Nicewanger on our podcast um, and we are going to talk about meal prep today and get into some details on that. So welcome Emily, um, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I love our conversations about nutrition and fitness and uh, I'm excited about the opportunity to talk a little bit more about meal planning and meal prep and uh, kind of what the differences between the two of those. Uh, but first, I'm a registered dietitian. I'm traditionally trained, uh, trained as a dietitian for your undergrad internship. I also have a master's degree in nutritional science and childhood obesity prevention. And, uh, and I, I've been in the world of functional medicine going on six years now and you know really working in those holistic health views into everything that I everything that I teach uh, because uh, health is not a one-size-fits-all approach like many people try to tell you uh, so it needs to be personalized and that's what um, holistic integrative and functional medicine is all about. And for those of you guys listening, um, if you like Emily and everything that she has to say, which obviously you will, um, we have two other podcasts on, um, on here. So go check those out too, if you want more of Emily, but, um, let's go ahead and dive into our topic for today, uh, meal prepping and meal planning. And so Emily, um, let's go ahead and def- define what a meal plan means to you. So that way we're all on the same page as we start this conversation. Yeah, there is some confusion around, you know, what this is. Am I preparing meals for people or what does it look like? Um, So a meal plan is really what it, you know, simple sounds like. It is your plan for the week. It's deciding what you want to eat for breakfast or having a rough idea, what what recipes you're going to cook for dinner and lunch and, and what you're going to snack on and just having kind of a general game plan going forward, just as you would if you were going to start going to the gym, you probably have a rough idea of what equipment you want to use when you walk into the gym or and how long you want to you know, use that equipment. Having some sort of a plan is so important so that you don't go you know, to the gym and waste your time, that you don't uh, come home from work and waste your time in the kitchen trying to figure something out. You already decided all of that and you created a plan ahead of time. So a meal plan is really a game plan for the week and how detailed it is really just depends on your preference. And um, yeah, so uh, that's what I do now for a living. I am a, pretty much a professional meal planner and, uh, and I'm excited to share more about what that, what that looks like with you. Well, actually, what, what is that? What is that like? Like how, what is a professional meal planner and what do you do for your clients? Yeah, so I run, on a meal plan membership called the Real Food Prep Club. And so every single week, what I do is that I create a brand new plan for my members for the week. So that includes a couple different breakfast ideas. There are snacks included. There is a, a very simple, often no cook lunch that people can uh, cook for the week. And then several different dinner ideas um, using a bunch of different types of protein. I always try to include something that is uh, meatless, at least one night of the week. And it's a, a lot of variety. So we're using different um, ethnic spices from Ethiopian to Indian uh, to Mexican spices. So it's, it's really fun. There's a lot of variety. And uh, the reason why 
I do it and, and why it's so popular is that it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to sit down every single week and try to come up with your own plan and, and to also make sure that it's nutritionally balanced and that your family's going to like it. So people like the idea of having that taken off of their plate by having, you know, a professional registered dietitian do all of that hard work for them, find recipes that are nutritionally balanced, but also really easy to make and also have a focus on sustainability. So. Um, so your meal plans, they, it changes every single week, correct? Yes. So there is an app and also a web-based platform. So people can access it from a computer, a desktop or a tablet. And every single week, a new menu comes out and they're categorized in folders based on seasons. So right now we're still in the spring season. So I have a big folder right now with, um, I'm trying to think if we have, I think there's about 19 different spring menus that people can choose from because the membership now is going on a two and a half years of it being on the platform on an app. And so there's lots of menus to choose from, from previous years, but I also release a brand new one every single week. So there's one coming out tomorrow, which will be the ninth menu of the spring season. So it's the ninth week, week of spring. And, and people can also go in and choose menus that are from previous years and pick one that sounds good to them and just kind of um, pick and choose what what they like and not have to think about it on their own. Because what I often hear and what I used to do is I remember going to Pinterest and looking at all of these recipes based off of, you know, this cover, cover image of what looks good. And I would pin it and I put it in a folder. Then I would often forget about it. I wouldn't go back to it or I would pick it out. I would make it and it would flop or I would pick it out and make it, but it's not nutritionally balanced. You know, it's maybe just, carbohydrates and a sauce um, and it's missing protein and it's missing fiber. So there would be a lot of this recipe hunting, but I wouldn't necessarily get something that's nutritionally balanced or it's guaranteed to turn out. So that's something that a lot of my members absolutely love as they don't have to think about that piece. That I want y'all to know. Um, and <laughs> Emily, you, you give away a free week for the, of this, don't you? Yes. Yep. I have one, a free week on my website and uh, via the link in my profile. So the people could see a sample of what the recipes look like and how clear and easy the directions are and how nice it is to have pictures. Her Instagram um, is anywhere nutrition and anywhere nutrition.com is also your website, correct? Yes, exactly. Okay, cool. So y'all go download this. I did, I signed up for the free week and they are beautiful. Like it's not just a good, it's not just good recipes, but like the layout itself is absolutely beautiful. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> like, I, I can't even imagine how much time it you take. Um, it takes you to put these together. Um, because you know, putting that plan together of multiple recipes every single week is, is very time consuming. And that, you know, can be really, really helpful for those of you guys who are listening, because like she was saying, you know, are you certain that all of the things that you're going to put together are nutritionally balanced? 
Are you going to get all of your micronutrients that you need? Are you going to get all the macronutrients that you need? Are you going to get sick of making the same things over and over again? And Emily takes all that work out for you, out, out of the equation for you. So, yes, exactly. Yeah. It takes me, um, I'm pretty meticulous, like, because I want things again to be really balanced. So I tweak a lot of my recipes again and again to make sure that they fit really well throughout a day. But it takes me two, two and a half hours to put together a well-rounded meal plan because the, again, getting the nutritionals correct, but there's another element to it of, you know, making sure that you're not using like half a squash for a recipe or half a head of cabbage. And then because sustainability is a really important part of why, you know, I am so in love with, you know, meal prep and meal planning too, is that you don't end the week with half a carton of cherry tomatoes and half a cabbage and, you know, uh, half a cucumber. That's so silly because where do you throw those into the rest of your recipes for the week if you don't really have it kind of planned out? And, and I do that. I make sure there isn't these, you know, really random spices or things that you're just not going to use again, um, included in the menus. So, so aside from no waste, um, what are all, what all things would need to be considered for setting up a plan for a week for somebody who wanted to go this on their own? I think you mean that they were to do it on their own. Yeah. So, um, I guess it's, it's the time that would take to do, you know, the recipe hunting, um, finding things that you, you know, just coming up with ideas of things that aren't you know, the same old, same old that you've already, you know, had, or that the same five meals that your family cycles through. That's the other thing that is really fun for me to pick up recipes for people. And they're like, I never would have thought about doing that. Or I never would have thought that would have had as much flavor as it does. And it just opens people's eyes to different ways of cooking because the way I eat now, if people saw if you go to my Instagram and you look at the things that I eat, you might think, wow, like she must have grown up eating all of those foods and how nice that, you know, her family ate that way or whatever it is. No, I grew up on corn, peas, potatoes, carrots, um, you know, mashed potatoes and gravy, you know, brown meats. Like it was just, I was so blessed. My mom was an amazing cook, uh, but we grew up in a small town, country, not a lot of variety. I didn't try a sweet potato or a salad until I was in college. Um, and most of what I eat now, I introduced to myself in the last eight years. So know that anybody is capable of getting all of this variety into their diet. It really just has to do with your will. Do you want <laughs> Do you want to bring all that variety into your diet and keep exploring new things and new flavors? I hope the answer is yes. And I try as hard as I can to make it not intimidating. So what do you think people's biggest struggles are when it comes to meal planning? And then, you know, how does what you offer help them overcome those struggles? I think maybe one of the biggest mistakes people make is trying to do too much too soon, taking on everything, you know, they want to eat less ultra processed foods. And so it, if they have to go or they feel like they have to go from zero to a hundred, it has to go from where they are to everything is exactly where they want it to be. And I think that really sets people up for failure because it's, it's 
exhausting. It's not sustainable. Um, I'm sure many of your listeners, like a lot of my patients in the past 10 years have tried the whole 30, which for 30 days, it can be absolutely transformational. It's you're eating all of these whole foods. It's beautiful. But most people by the end of the 30 days are absolutely burned out because it was just too much, too dramatic of uh, dramatic of a change and um, just too big of a shift in their lifestyle where how can we take bits and pieces of that and, you know, in one month focus on breakfast and the next month focus on, you know, prepping snacks. It's really taking things in baby steps. And that's, I think, how I could differentiate my meal plans from anything else that you can find on social media or on Pinterest is um, I work with people on strategy and helping them to set up that routine of, you know, you're here. Okay. Here's your next step. We're not going from, I know you want to be to a hundred. We all do. Uh, but we're going to take little 1% steps along the way. And guess what? You know, three months from now, you're going to be blown away by the progress that you've made and that you've stuck to the changes you've made because you made the changes really small. That is something that I try to remind people of so, so frequently, and it can be applicable to anything that we're trying to change, whether it's a skincare routine, a workout routine, a meal plan, baby steps. Absolutely. I'm reading a book right now called Atomic Habits. um, And it's absolutely, I think everyone should read that book. It's absolutely incredible. Just to think about all the choices you make through a day are a vote for the type of person, lifestyle, identity that you want. And, you know, you don't have to have the majority of the votes to win. You just, excuse me, you don't have to have all the votes to win. You just need the majority of them to be going towards something that you want to, again, identify as. If you want to identify as a healthy eater, you need to do little things throughout the day that a healthy, someone who eats healthy would do. Um, and so I, it's such a powerful book. I would highly recommend it to all of your listeners. Yes. Um, and I actually interviewed a a therapist, um, not too long ago on my podcast, we actually talked about identity and we spoke quite a bit on some of the principles from that book. It's a really great book. Yes. That's great. That's so great. Um, so like, let's say somebody was going to take baby steps and they were following your plans that you put together. Would you maybe direct somebody who has always, you know, kind of eaten in that like processed food, they might get their vegetables here and there from like a freezer bag. Would you kind of help that person say like, okay, this week, you know, just try and cook two of the meals for my plan. Or like this week, we're only going to focus on breakfast and something along those lines, or do you have them go in? Absolutely. Okay. Nope. You absolutely nailed it. It's for my like absolute newbies that, you know, I do have some people in my membership who have meal planned for a very long time and, or excuse me, meal prepped for a very long time. And now they just want to take, they don't want to pick out the recipes anymore. So I pick out the recipes for them and they follow their already established meal prep routine where they prep for their week. Um, but for people who this is absolutely new to, it is, it is one new recipe a week. If that, um, 
yeah. So just, yeah, it, it could be just adding one of the new side recipes to an already established recipe. It could just be adding in uh, a cabbage salad recipe that I have to something that you're already eating for dinner. But for the most part, it's just one new recipe um, a week. So I do have a lot of my newest group that just started in the spring here. A lot of them are focusing on lunch because they found them selves, you know, they're working from home and they're finding themselves kind of just snacking all afternoon or, you know, they're, they're um, drinking lots of coffee or having meetings over their noon hour. And then all of a sudden it's three o'clock and they have not eaten, eaten lunch and they're starving. Um, so for them, it was the focus was pick the one no cook recipe for the week and just focus on prepping that on your Sunday. So come Monday morning, Monday afternoon, you just grab your lunch that's pre-portioned in your refrigerator and you just go. And that's absolutely life-changing because we're, we're not only getting in more nutrition, uh, but we're creating a new healthy habit. That's absolutely sustainable. Um, and it has so much carryover and a lot of other things too. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So yes, it is tiny, tiny changes because those who try to do too much, again, they burn out and then they think it's them. They're, they blame themselves as being someone who can't stick to something or I'm just not good enough or I'm not capable. And it's no, it's not that at all. You were 110% capable. You just took on too much. You just need to take a step back and break your, break your previous step back down into four little steps and work on those little steps in, in between. And you'll, you'll get there. So what are some of the benefits to having a meal, meal plan set up for you? Or, or if you're a DIY person setting up your meal plan each week versus the repercussions of not having a plan? Absolutely. So many, um, I'd say one is peace of mind. I, it, it has made me, some people look at a meal plan and think, that's so rigid, that's a diet that is, you know, you're creating rules, but you're actually not. So for example, um, for lunch this week, we made Greek chicken wraps. Okay. So I have my chicken was cooked. All I have to do is grab my tortilla and my lettuce and my sauce to go on it and just roll it all together. So what I got to do is uh, when I got hungry for lunch today, I didn't have to think about Am I going to eat something healthy or unhealthy? What is that going to be? If I'm, if uh, I waited too long, then it's very difficult to make a healthy food choice for lunch. You just kind of, you know, you want to grab whatever is the quickest thing to get to. And that could be fast food. That could be something at a gas station. That could just be a bag of chips. Um, but when I know I have this in the refrigerator, all I have to do is decide when I want to eat it. This is making us a mindful eater, listening to what our body is telling us. So I'm hungry now. I'm going to eat my chicken wrap. And then I get to decide how much of it I want to eat. Like, do I want to eat a full wrap? Do I want to eat half of it? Um, and then again, that brings you back to mindfulness and really listening to the cues of your body. That way in that moment, I don't have to think about or feel guilty. Am I going to make a healthy decision or an unhealthy decision? Does that make sense? Absolutely. And it's not about restriction. It's, it's truly about choice because you might choose to have your planned lunch, but then also partake in, you know, the extra cookie that somebody got from Uber Eats. Absolutely. Absolutely. Honestly, 
I find that because I already kind of have planned out my day loosely, you know, knowing what I'm going to have, it makes having those things like we've had these um, dark chocolate coconuts. They're almost like almond joys. Um, they sell them at Costco. The brand is unreal. We've had a bag of them in our pantry all week. And I don't think a darn thing about going in there and having one or two a day because I know the rest of my day was so balanced. And so honestly, for, for me, meal prep wise, it just, it makes me a more mindful eater. I don't feel guilty about the food that I eat. And um, so I would say that the mindfulness of it is great. It takes, it gives you back so much brain energy. So I don't have to spend my energy trying to think of what am I going to eat today? Or do I have to run to the store and go get things? I already have all of that planned out for my week. And um, it also, by the end of the week, this is so much fun. Uh, by the end of the week, like Friday, Saturday, my fridge is almost completely empty besides basically like pickles and sauces. Um, we only buy what we're going to eat for the week. And then our fridge is almost completely cleaned out. And I can do a quick 60 second sweep of it to make sure we got everything, go to the store and restock. And it has cut down on food waste dramatically. And with the cost of food right now that no one can afford to be throwing food away. It's like absolutely devastating for me to throw anything away. We're in the exact same boat. And you know, what we do is at the end of the week, we kind of like a Friday, we would take an assessment on, um, we would take an assessment on like Thursday, Friday morning before we go to work and say, okay, um, we still have radishes, cabbage, and carrots. We always have rice in the cabinet. Um, we just might need to pick up like a little pork tenderloin. And now we have a, we have a bowl. So we are very, we do the exact same thing. Like we're That's very great. conscious of, you know, not having food waste too. And, you know, it really has a lot to do with like, it's just a budget thing. It's that's never, you know, that's always going to be helpful no matter what. Absolutely. And I don't, it just, and again, if there's, if there's something we made and I'm just over it, I don't want to eat it anymore. Then I will utilize my freezer. I will put um, a beef cabbage soup. If we just had it, you know, for three days and I just can't eat it anymore, but there's leftovers. I'm not going to let it sit in the back of the fridge and, you know, and rot. I'm going to put that into jars or some sort of freezer safe container. And I'm going to put it in my, in my freezer and I can, then I can pull it out, you know, up to three months later, such a time saver. Yeah. So what are some things that you suggest people do every week to, to prepare themselves, um, on more of like the meal prep side? I would say to take an inventory of what you have on hand is a great place to start. You know, you can grab a pen and paper, or you can use an app on your phone and just open your pantry, open your fridge, open your freezer, take an inventory of what you have on hand. You already bought all of this stuff. You just have money basically sitting in all of these places in your home and uh, it's slowly going bad. So take an inventory of what you have on hand before, you know, just on a weekend, it's spring cleaning time. It's a great time of year to be doing that. So kind of take an inventory of what you have and then, you know, maybe that's when you use some of those items, like you have a roast in the freezer or you have pork chops or you have a can of um, black beans in your, in your pantry or something that you want to use up. 
work that into your plan for the week. Cause you, again, this is going to save you a lot of money. You already purchased those items. It's going to clear up a lot of clutter that you have in your house as well. I think having a clean fridge and freezer somewhat organized is also going to bring you a lot of peace of mind um, and help, you know, just help you to get organized and then just come up with, start with a little rough plan for your week. So if you don't want to follow a, a meal plan specifically, you know, just write a rough idea down of what you want to have for breakfast that week. And what do you want to eat for, you know, lunch and dinner and work some of those ingredients in is where I would say is a great place to start. Again, it's going to save you money. It's going to save you because you're not going to have to go out and buy all of those items that you have on hand. And uh, it's going to save on food waste because you're going to use those things up that you have. And then let's talk about, so we were just in this situation because we just got back from Chicago and we, we ultimately ended up going to the grocery store and, and taking care of everything on Monday. But let's say someone is on a trip and they get home, it's late Sunday, um, but they can you know, take care of a few basics. So maybe that person doesn't have a full plan for the week, but what would be some non-negotiable basics that you should just try and always kind of keep on hand? Oh, good question. I, had, I have a pantry staples post that I just recently did on Instagram that anyone is welcome to, to save and screenshot if they find it helpful of just things that I keep on hand. Um, but I think if, if there's any sort of planning ahead that you can do before you leave. So like we're, um, you know, we like to travel as well. And we, before we go, I would say we, but it's me. Um, I like to kind of take an idea, good idea of what we were making. And if I can double a recipe and throw it in the freezer so that when I get home, I can take something out of the freezer and let it thaw and it's ready to go the next morning. That's a huge time saver. Smoothies work really well that way. Breakfast burritos. Again, any think of all the things that are in the freezer aisle of your grocery store. You can make any of those and freeze them at home. Um, but recently, like uh, I was just at Costco and like there were great um, pork carnitas. The meat was really high quality. It was already well seasoned. Um, salmon patties. Uh, there's cod. Like any of those. There's a lot of great pre-packaged stuff if you do need something that's a little bit more convenient. And uh, so I wouldn't be afraid to necessarily use those. I would just read the ingredient list, which would bring people back to the previous podcast episode that you and I did about, you know, what are you looking for on ingredient lists and how to find you know, good quality stuff when you're searching those aisles. And then my last question for you is if somebody's already in the habit, they meal prep all the time. They always do a meal plan, but they're kind of stuck in a rut. What advice do you have for them? I would say to start exploring if you're like in a rut, as far as, um, like bored of the same recipes, I would start exploring just different cultural foods. So again, Indian, Ethiopian, like the Ethiopian, Ethiopian spices are incredible and the sauces. And again, for me, it's not something that I grew up eating. It's something I have explored as an adult and uh, it doesn't, everyone always thinks of, you know, Indian or uh, African flavors as being spicy. They don't have to be spicy. Um, so I would say exploring different cultural foods especially different spice blends that you can try, or even Greek seasoning is that's what we had for lunch this week. So much flavor um, instead of just, you know, always using 
the salt, the pepper, uh, the Lowry seasoning, the same ones over and over again, bring some flavor into your meats and, uh, and your vegetables with different, different seasonings. Or sign up for Emily's meal plan. Well, and- of course. Yes. There's <laughs> lots of cultural variety in the meal plans. Absolutely. Of course, have somebody else meal plan for you. I'm happy to do that. Exactly. So, um, for everybody listening anywhere, nutrition.com is her website and you can also follow her on Instagram at anywhere nutrition. Um, she doesn't just talk about meal planning, you know, she does talk a lot about functional nutrition and all of the different health benefits that you get from foods, um, and also food waste and all, and all kinds yes. of stuff. So, follow Emily. Um, that's, I, that's it though. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to add? Emily? Uh-oh. I think we may have lost you. Okay. That's the end. <laughs> that's the end of this. So go to anywherenutrition.com to find Emily. And uh, if you guys have any questions for her or I, you can always message either one of us and we're happy to help you out in any way we can. Emily, I can hear you. I don't think you can hear me. Okay. Thanks guys. Thank you for listening. Can you hear me? Oh, and there you are. <laughs> I just kind of wrapped up, wrapped us up and I just told everyone where to find, I could hear you, but you could not hear me. So I just I couldn't everyone, hear you. I'm sorry. It's okay. I just told everyone um, where to find you. And also um, anywherenutrition.com and on your Instagram at anywherenutrition and um yeah, if they if anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out to Emily or I. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on.